Welcome to the 30A Show, your beach-happy podcast produced in South Walton, Florida, just steps from the beach. Brought to you locally by Shunkali Oyster Bar at the corner of 393 and 30A. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone. This is Mike with Beach Happy and the 30A Company. Um, I, As you know, every Friday we do a, an interview with someone who can uh, speak directly to our lifestyle here on the coast and or to someone who has cracked the code in terms of living a truly extraordinary and happy life. Um, our guest today uh, has done both, I think. Uh, not only can he speak with authority about what it's like to live here at the beach on Florida's Gulf Coast, but he also has created um, some of the most iconic brand names here in Northwest Florida, uh, including the world famous Bud Nally's in Seaside, Florida, and the increasingly world famous Black Bear Bread Company in Grayton Beach and soon to launch in Grand Boulevard at Sandestin. So we want to uh, welcome Dave to the show with us today. Uh, Dave is obviously uh, at home, not in his restaurant today, uh, like the rest of us. Um, but uh, Dave, welcome to Beach Happy, and uh, we're excited to be with you today. Well, great to be with you again, Mike, always. I think the last time we met, uh, we were at, uh, I don't know, pizza bar or something, or maybe a, on your on, a, on the back of your Jeep in the middle of the woods somewhere. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always fun to get together with you, and we always have uh, lots to talk about. Yeah, actually, I think um, I remember that day, but I think there was one day that we probably both have fuzzy memories on, and that's when we were enjoying, uh, uh, I think, some very choice tequila <laughs> at Taco Bar oh, in the Eastside I, with Phil. I, I wish we had that picture. It's funny. I, I was looking at that picture, and the only reason I didn't post it is because your eyes were crossed. <laughs> that's everybody that's, looked. That great. happens when I drink. Really, it wasn't. It wasn't very, uh, you know, complimentary. Photo that happens when I drink bar. tequila, actually. <laughs> um, and I usually wake up uh, naked in a dumpster in Crestview. So it. Uh, when, when was that? Was that was that uh, the day we opened Taco Bar? You know, I don't know. I think it was. A, I think it was pretty random. I think it was a random day uh, that I I just had decided I was going to go sit down by Taco Bar, and I walked up, and there's Phil and Dave, and I'm like, okay, this is trouble. So uh, tequila, yeah, tequila, tequila. So guys, uh, if you have questions for Dave, Dave is the uh, founder and owner of Bud and Alley's, the world famous waterfront uh, bar and restaurant, the rooftop bar. And uh, Bud and Alley's has been going through some pretty dramatic changes. And I would love for you to update everyone. Um, we're going to talk about uh, growing up here. We're going to talk about surfing in your young days. We're going to talk about how you first got involved with Seaside some 35 years ago and, and why you were crazy enough to open a restaurant in a town that only had about 10 or 12 homes at the time. Um, and talk about the evolution of the area over the last 35 years. Uh, and also, though, we want to talk about Black Bear Bread Company. But let's start with the question that I know a lot of our fans are wondering. What's the latest on Bud and Alley's? Well, uh, obviously, we're sort of under coronavirus lockdown, uh, sort of. Uh, you know, uh, this has been a challenge for every American. It's been a challenge for every human being, I think, uh, across the world. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of tragic things happening and there's a lot of uh, good things happening. I, uh, 
I try to take a more philosophical approach. Uh, as soon as this started to happen, I thought silver linings. We need to find as many silver linings as we can in all of this. Uh, uh, personally, it's been great to be able to uh, parent my children uh, without uh, being, you know, chasing my tail with five restaurants. Uh, that's been the that's been a most wonderful thing. I have a three and a half year old daughter, Lauren, and uh, and I have a ten year old uh, daughter, Carlin. And uh, they're on Zoom calls right now. Uh, they're both uh, in school downstairs. My wife is having furniture delivered uh, to the new Black Bear location in Grand Boulevard today. So I'm on my own. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, so I'm hoping that we won't have any interruptions. But Mike thinks that that's a that's a, a YouTube moment. So uh, you know maybe that'll happen. But to answer your question more directly. Um, you know, uh, when spring break stopped, uh, I believe the uh, the county commissioners and the governor decided to close down spring break. And I thought that was a really wise move. Uh, and as a consequence, we have very few infections here in, C uh, in, in uh, on 30A in South Walton and Walton County. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, Seaside really took the lead as the first community development uh, to go ahead and shut their beaches down and shut the town down in uh, uh, before anybody did anything. And I thought that was really, really great leadership because uh, at the time, you know, the, the infections were be beginning to go up and, uh, and I really appreciated Robert and Daryl and Micah Davis, uh, you know, making that decision with their team. And I think they did that on uh, the 10th of March. Uh, and they announced that after a week, uh, they were gonna close down everything. So they gave everybody kind of a week's notice, but I went ahead and closed Bud and Alley's Pizza Bar and Taco Bar immediately, uh, because I just felt like if we were gonna shut down, we needed to do it. Um, and I really wanted to make sure my employees were protected and I didn't want them to feel like, whoa, what do we do, what do we do? So uh, that Monday, uh, Spring break kind of continued for a week, but that Monday we went ahead and shut down. Uh, and a little bit later, we decided to do uh, curb service and, uh, you know, like a lot of restaurants are doing, uh, quite successfully, I might add. Uh, so Pizza Taco and Bud's was open for curb service and to go for about uh, maybe three weeks. And, uh, and we decided it was just better to just let everyone go ahead and collect unemployment and, and you know, shut it down. Uh, and it really wasn't busy enough for us to uh, to warrant staying open at that time. Now, uh, Black Bear has stayed open with the walk-up curb service, and uh, there's something about coffee and you know baked goods and yeah, we got, you know, we got to go from breads and all. We've been very busy over at Black Bear, uh, and uh, and and that's gone really well. But uh, as far as looking forward, the plan for Bud and Alley's, uh, we are opening next Wednesday. Uh, again, for curb service and to go at Pizza Bar, Taco Bar, and Bud and Alley's. And uh, we're awaiting the governor's decision. Uh, and really, everybody's you know trying to find that tipping point. When is the best time to open? When is the best time to uh, you know move forward? Uh, and so, whenever that happens, uh, Seaside uh, collectively is deciding when they will open Seaside. Uh, so regardless of whatever happens, uh, Seaside is going to make that decision and all the town will open up when 
when they when they're prepared uh, and and deem it appropriate. And I fully support that. Uh, I really think that, uh, uh, as I say, I admire Seaside for being the first to close, and uh, and I admire them for being a little more deliberative uh, in in doing that. Now, when that happens, uh, we will uh, follow the governor's guidelines and. Fortunately for us in Seaside, we have a lot of outdoor space. Uh, we may not even have our interior dining rooms open. And so, uh, so we have plenty of space to spread our tables out and, uh, and have an opportunity to serve our customers where they feel safe and, and our employees feel safe. Uh, and uh, it'll be a fair weather thing, but you know what? We've had a lot of fair weather this year, haven't we, Mike? Yeah, it's been a, a beautiful season, and I hate that um, we were not in a position to welcome guests to the coast during spring break like we do every year, um, but I'm hopeful and optimistic um, that we will still have some of our summer. Um, only time will tell, of course, but uh, we you know, know it's been an extremely challenging time for everyone, um, but especially... Um, businesses that live in a more seasonal environment, you know, where there is no steady year round business. It's very um, up and down and, and fluctuates like the sea. Uh, so I, I think uh, I, I, I can't imagine having to run numerous businesses and restaurants in these conditions, but uh, everyone I think locally has made the best out of the worst possible conditions. Let's talk specifically for a second about Bud Nally's, the redesign. I mean, I, I don't think people, especially if someone hasn't been here in a while, they may not realize that the Bud Nallies they will be coming back to is going to be dramatically different from the one they left. Can you tell us a little bit about the changes that people are going to see in the new Bud Nallies and perhaps most importantly, when we get to see them? Well, we've been calling it an enhancement project. I know that sounds like a like a marketing term, but you know, uh, D. Ruth Adani, uh, the architect that worked with me on this, and also DAG Architects has been uh, uh, deep in it with us. They've done a great job as well. Um, but D. Ruth Adani, when I first went to him and I was able to uh, buy the Bud and Alley's property, uh, I worked with Robert Davis and D. Ruth in trying to create a design that, uh, that didn't change the old and uh, and uh, the new part complemented what the spirit of Bud and Alley's is and has been for 34, almost 35 years. Uh, so when you enter the main entrance of Bud and Alley's, it's always going to be the same. That downstairs bar hasn't changed and won't, the porch won't change, the dining room won't change. Uh, and and that's something I felt was very important to preserve and uh, and, and keep that that feel. Um, now, Diru's design, uh, what it's done is uh, we're going to have an elevator for handicapped folks to be able to go up, and that will be inside a tower entrance. And then a stairway will go around that, and that'll be a three-story elevator. I'm sorry, a three-story tower. So there'll be an observation post at the top. We're going to put the Bud and Alley's bell up there uh, that we ring at sunset. That'll finally have a place where it won't startle everybody when you ring it. Um, and then uh, and then the uh, downstairs area will mostly be a kitchen that will house uh, another restaurant. <laughs> yes. Uh, or another portion of Bud and Alley's where uh, there'll be roadside service. 
Uh, there'll be a bar with about 15 or 20 bar stools. Uh, and, uh, and then the roof deck is about almost doubling in size. Wow. Uh, we're adding another 30 or 40 seats uh, on the north side of the roof deck. So the old roof deck will, will certainly be the same size. Uh, and then we add that area. And then there's an observation. I call it a viewing pavilion all the way around the north side upstairs. So for 4th of July and for uh, New Year's Eve and all that, I mean, it's open to the sky. You have this new view corridors of the life of downtown Seaside uh, looking west. Uh, the sunset views are going to be amazing. I mean, we used to have a big, uh, in the summertime, we used to have a big magnolia tree in the way of the sunset. And we used to have to sort of peek around and find out when the sunset was. But uh, uh, but now, oh my goodness, it, it is just spectacular. Even with all the construction going on, it is truly spectacular, the view corridors that we have. Um, and then... Uh, 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 we're going to have two bathrooms upstairs, uh, so you don't have to go downstairs to, to do that. Uh, and, and in total, we're going to have 10 bathrooms. I've always felt like we always needed a, little, a few more bathrooms in Seaside, so uh, they're going to be right there at Budden Alley's. And, and then the, the magic of Diru's design, uh, uh, there is going to be a plaza on the east and on the west and along the roadside. So I'm not going to have a back of a restaurant. We're going to keep our dumpsters in a special room in there. But most restaurants have a back. Well, I won't. But most restaurants nearly, I can't think of any restaurants that have circulation all the way around the restaurant. We have that beautiful new boardwalk that Diru designed with Robert mm. that goes along the back of Pizza Bar and Ono. Um, and, I, and I'd like to also add that uh, Shrimp Shack that is, directly opposite the entrance of Budden Alley's, um, that's going to move to the west of Budden Alley's, and they're going to share that boardwalk with us. You know, the Dawson's, Bill and Heavenly Dawson, dear friends of ours, they have Dawson's yogurt and, uh, and Heavenly shortcakes and uh, the, the Wild Bill's hot dogs and pickles. They're, they're going to be moving right next door for the Shrimp Shack. And uh, Diru designed a beautiful little building that's going to be right next to Budden Alley's, and we're going to sort of share a deck between our bathroom building and theirs. And uh, and so, you know, Robert's vision has always been to have a boardwalk and have that circulation and people walking along, and uh, you know, they they keep the scrub oak trimmed, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, Mike, the other day I. Uh, I went up on the roof roof of Budden Alley's because I can, it's under construction and I, you know, scurried up the ladder and I took a, a video, just a short video because the surf was completely flat and the, the vivid green, emerald green shades of colors. Uh, and I just did a pan shot and I just put it out there and it got something like 70,000 views in about six days. Um, Obviously, people are longing to come here, and they 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 can't wait. And uh, you know, our, our webcam at Button Alley's, I'm sure your webcams are getting a lot of a lot of traffic. But uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's it never fails to uh, you know get me excited to see the the beauty of of what you know Walton County, South Walton, the entire Emerald Coast is. 
Uh, and, you know, when they closed the beaches, uh, it was fascinating. To me, the silver lining there was it made us appreciate just what we have here. And, uh, you know, I get, I get chicken skin talking about it because uh, that first day when they reopened the beaches, uh, you know, it was just like, wow. Um, oh, the day before that, I took my daughter out. Uh, I, I live in Water Sound, and we, we take our YOLO boards out into the outflow there at, uh, at Camp Creek Lake. And we weren't allowed to go on the beach, but we saw a bald eagle sitting on the beach eating a big giant fish. And I just said, wait, 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 let's just watch him. And he was about, I don't know, maybe 75 yards away. And he looked at us and we looked at him. And, you know, what a great learning experience for my daughter. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't, yeah. that never would have happened. That's you know? a great omen too, by the way. That never would have happened. And uh, not, not to say it never would have happened, but, you know, the bald eagles are very shy of humans. And I've only seen a bald eagle on our beach there one time. And it was me and this, I was surfing alone in the water and he was on the, on the beach and the size of the claws were huge. Um, th those are big, powerful fish. And I, I mean, birds, uh, but, uh, but ironically, the, the uh, Walton County, uh, the bird flew west of us and we didn't see him for a while. And then the code enforcement came along to make sure we were staying off the beach and he flushed the bird out and the bird flew right over us. Uh, so anyway, Special uh, moments, yeah, great, great moment. Yeah. So I uh, uh, want to ask you specifically when you think Button Alley's um, will be fully uh, operational, but also we have people like Sherry asking, when will the new Black Bear Bread Company uh, be open in Sandestin? Well, as I said, my wife Carol's down there uh, getting the outdoor furniture set up. Uh, uh, we are, I know it's been a long time coming, appreciate everybody's patience, uh, but uh, you know, construction, everything takes a long time. And the Button Alley's project is, is far overdue, but uh, you know, they're, they're doing a great job with it. And I really think, you know, the quality is beautiful. We have, we have this uh, uh, cypress roof that is gorgeous up on the roof deck there. I, I failed to mention that earlier, but I'm not sidestepping the question. Um, uh, Black Bear, we're, we're trying to get open at the beginning of June. That's our, that's our shot and maybe sooner. Um, we are almost there. We had all of our small wares put in there. Um, we're going to open. Uh, the cafe will not be open. You'll be able to go up to the front door and order, just like a lot of places are doing. And uh, and uh, I believe we'll be able to do the socially distanced seating, but we don't have a lot of seating at Black Bear and Grand Boulevard. So it's going to be mostly pick up, take out, uh, go in your car and eat it, or, or sit at the few tables that we'll have. But that is coming very soon, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> it really is. Uh, uh, my partner Phil McDonald's down there uh, working with the crew. They're starting to, uh, you know, uh, you know, crank up the coffee machine. Uh, believe it or not, I haven't had my coffee this morning because I don't have any coffee at the house. <laughs> or the irony. How how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, that's like the owner of Bud and Alley's not having a margarita or a crab cake somewhere. Yeah. I know, but uh, but yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll, we're so excited about that project and, uh, you know, working with Keith Howard and Dana Hahn at, uh, at the Howard Group, uh, they've just been so supportive and so wonderful. And, uh, and we're very excited. 
Heck, we're going to be right across the parking lot from Emerald Lagasse. I mean, how cool is that? Uh, and the golf cart entrance at Sam Destin is about 50 yards away from the front door of Black Bear. So we know we're going to be very busy. Um, the, the, the only challenge we've had has been uh, finding bakers. Uh, uh, because we're going to be doing so much volume uh, of baked goods, and you know the early bird gets the worm there, so people are always queuing up right there at 7 a.m. Uh, if, if anybody in the 30A world uh, knows bakers that want to come and live on the beach and just bake to their heart's content, please contact Phil McDonald, uh, phil at, at uh, blackbearbreadco.com. I think that's it. We can... Yeah, it, we'll put it up here. Uh, it's so easy to get a hold of us, but uh, but we really do need bakers. They don't come a dime a dozen to 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 use a, uh, a, a metaphor, a baking metaphor. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, you know, Black Bear Bread Company doesn't just uh, produce. Um, you guys really started as a, a authentic bakery that supplied uh, baked goods and pastries to other businesses, right? Is that something you guys still continue to do? No. We did the, uh, the commercial bakery and uh, it was kind of a chicken and egg thing. Uh, we, we had a hard time finding enough bakers. And if we didn't have enough bakers, we couldn't take on more clients. If you can't take on more clients, you can't make money in the baking business. So that's something that's sort of in the, in the, in the back burner or on the back burner. Uh, it's something I'd love to expand upon. But uh, I think we put the cart before the horse on that one or something. I mean, whatever you say. Uh, well, being a, being an entrepreneur is an ever evolving, daily evolving thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, we we did just build a new socially uh, social distancing deck at the existing cafe in Grayton Beach, and people love it. It's right there on the marsh. It's beautiful. Uh, and then uh, uh, the when things get back to normal, our bar room building is going to be open at night. So you'll be able to enjoy all the great charcuterie and baked goods and uh, small plates and, and great things that Phil, Chef Phil McDonald is creating uh, at night. And, uh, you know, we're, we're doing the, the, the wine bar there. And, you know, people have really been highly, that's a highly anticipated thing. People are going to really be looking forward to that. But Black Bear in Great, in uh, San, Grand Boulevard, sorry, is going to be open uh, for lunch and dinner only. And we may expand to dinner at some point. Uh, I know it'll be popular if we do, but uh, we're going to take some baby steps there. So for those of our viewers who are not familiar with the origins of Bud and Alley's, um, I want to talk a little bit about how a young 20-year-old uh, surfer, um, I want to kind of understand how you go from being working in a restaurant and pretty much the only care and focus you have in the world is to get the best possible surf. And one day you're heading over to Amazon, one of your uh, spots and you are with a friend and he wants to make a brief uh, detour. He wants to make a stop. Tell me a little bit about that day and how it became such a pivotal moment in your life as well as the life of uh uh, everyone who loves this particular stretch of coast. Well, I, I can't start that story without, you know, thanking Robert and Daryl Davis for giving us that opportunity. And I think Robert was about, I don't know, 35 or 40 at the time. 
I was 24 years old, uh, went to the University of West Florida locally. I didn't go off to college because uh, I loved to surf and I was also looking after my mom. My father passed away from uh, uh, bone cancer when I was 19. And, uh, and so I, I stayed locally. A lot of my friends moved to Hawaii. Uh, I competed in surfing for four years on the Gulf Coast. I won the Gulf Coast Men's Championship. Uh, you know, I was a kind of a short guy, so I, I didn't play football and uh, I really took to surfing and I, and I loved it my entire life and traveled the world and made sure that I worked in jobs that I could travel. But I put myself through college working in restaurants. So that's where I learned the restaurant business uh, partially uh, and, uh, and never intended to get into the restaurant business because I figured those folks worked too hard and that would sort of cramp my style for surfing. Uh, but uh, I was working at a great restaurant in Destin called Les Cezanne. Uh, it was the first French, well, fine dining restaurant in the region, really. And uh, it was uh, kind of a high dollar place. And I was so lucky to get a job there. And, uh, and my former partner, Scott Witkowski, uh, met me right after I did the interview. We sort of almost passed each other. And he stopped me and he said, hey. I met you two years ago behind the back porch and, you know, you're a really good surfer. Remember these German girls we had lunch with? And, you know, he gave me a nice compliment. I had lunch with him and some German girls and I went back out surfing, but he remembered me and we became fast friends. He's, he was, he still is a surfer. And uh, Robert Davis, the developer of Seaside used to eat at Les Saisons because he and his wife, Daryl are huge foodies. And, uh, and uh, so, he asked Scott's father, who was a manager of the place, to uh, see if he might be interested in coming out to look at this restaurant location. Well, his father wasn't interested. Scott said, hey, you know, uh, we're driving, going surfing. He said, hey, this guy came into the restaurant. Love for you to uh, let's stop and, and look at the restaurant. And I was like, no, the surf's good. You already lost your wallet. It took forever to get out of the house. You know, I was excited to go surfing and he wants to stop and look at a restaurant location. Well. He's a persuasive guy. We stopped. We met Robert Davis. Uh, you know, he was Scott was 25. I was 24. And uh, and 24 hours later, I, you know, I went to my mom and I said, you know, I don't I have one more semester to get my bachelor's degree. What would you think if I quit school to open a restaurant? And my mom said, yes. She said, great idea. Your grades suck. <laughs> and. and and when are you going to get an opportunity to open a restaurant? You can always go back to college. Now, not many mothers after her son had been in school for five years trying to get a bachelor's degree. Uh, you know, I, I didn't took any, I, I never took any classes before 11 a.m. so that I could surf. So uh, you know where my priorities were. But I always had a, a strong and, and good work ethic. And, uh, and so... Scott asked me to do this. Uh, Robert Davis gave us a huge opportunity. Uh, and we never could have imagined that it was, gonna, you know, in our wildest dreams. I mean, we borrowed $60,000 with money, seed money from our parents. Uh, and, uh, and it just sort of every year, we used to sit around having meetings, trying to figure out how we could attract people to 30A and Seaside. We, you know, let's have a Let's have a Fourth uh, of July parade. Maybe they'll get people, more people, to come for Fourth of July. You know that that's how the wine festival was born. Scott, my partner, came up with the idea for the red wine festival for seeing red. Um, 
And then, you know, of course, Eastside opened a merchants association, and we were very active in that early on. But uh, but it was quite primitive in the old days. It was just Paradise Cafe in Grayton Beach and us and maybe three other places to eat on 30A back then. And uh, and again, you know, nothing to lose. I mean, when you're that age, uh, you know, we worked our tails off. And Scott is still a very dear friend of mine. Uh, he... he uh, retired or whatever, you know, I bought him out, uh, I don't know, about 12 years ago. So after 19 or 20 years, uh, we split up, but you know, it was a, it was a great split up. He was happy to, he lives in South Florida right now, Merritt Island and, uh, fishing and surfing and doing his artwork and doing his thing. And, uh, and shortly after I bought him out, I opened Taco Bar and, and that, that worked out really good. There was no Mexican food in South Walton at that point. And, when I opened Pizza Bar, there was no wood-fired Naples-style pizza. I mean, Bruno's was the pioneer here, and they're, we ate their pizza the other night. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, what a what a odyssey, a culinary odyssey that 30A as a whole has gone through. Um, and we're, of course, always excited to be one of the first. But, um, Boy, what great food we have on 30A and what great friends and restaurant tours. We all work together and we all help each other. And uh, uh, here, here's a great example, great story. Uh, one of my four, former employees, you know, we, we've, we've had this horrible fire that happened. You know, 33 people lost their homes uh, just yesterday and the day before. And uh, one of my former employees texted me and said, hey, Dave, we're working down here. And do you think you could maybe pull together some food for the firefighters? And and I said, well, you know, Bud and Alley's is closed right now. Uh, maybe we could get coffee from Black Bear, but let me see what I can do. So all I did, I started a little th text thread with Jim Shirley uh, from Great Southern and uh, Jim Richard from from uh, uh, Stinkies and Nikki Nickerson, Cowgirl Kitchen, uh, Patrick from Bayou Bills, George Barnes. Uh, from Shunk Gully, and uh, I just started this thread, and I said, "Guys, uh, the firemen need some food. What can we do?" And uh, and all those guys just went right into high gear. This was at about seven or eight in the morning, and they they flooded the community church with paella from from Great Southern, and you know all kinds of great food. So much so that when I went down to check on Sammy's. Uh, you know, our, our fire marshal, he said, Dave, no more food. <laughs> we have enough right now. But, uh, but uh, you know, that is, that says so much about the wonderful restaurant tours, folks that we, you know, we don't really, I love how there's no backstabbing. We all work together. We support each other. Um, uh, you know, Christy from Spell Group, they have all those great restaurants up and down 30A and uh, uh, George, George from uh, Amici, great addition, and also his new place. And, and you know, you think about when things do open, everyone please come and support all of us. And, uh, and I know you will, but, uh, you know, some places have had to go out of business. Uh, you know, it's just terrible news to see uh, that, uh, that uh, you know, the, the, the folks in, uh, in, uh, Whiskey Bravo uh, had to close, you know, and, you know, it's good to talk about the good things, but, you know, there are definitely economic pressures 
that are on so many people up and down 30A and all across the world right now. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's tough. There's going to be some places, I think uh, this, the pizza place, uh, uh, the 30A Slice, or uh, the Slice place over in uh, Rosemary, uh, Beach. In yeah. Rosemary Beach, you know, uh, the folks that own Shades own that and Pescado. Uh, you know, Joe and, and Greg, they're, they're wonderful people, you know, and everybody is doing everything they can to take great care of their employees. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of heart out there. There's a lot of good things happening uh, where everybody is pulling together. And, uh, and that's, that says a lot about our community and about 30A and all of Walton County, um, people coming together, sticking together. And, and working together to uh, to help each other and uh, and be here for when everything does get back to normal. Yeah, so let's talk about what uh, what do you see? You know, um, let's fast forward six months. Let's fast forward a year. And obviously, none of us are fortune tellers. Uh, but what do you think? we will see change in large restaurants like Bud and Alley's. What changes do you think might be here to stay? Um, you know, obviously right now we're under restrictions uh, and, and state governed guidelines, but what sorts of cultural changes do you think we might run into that, you know, might be here regardless of whether or not restrictions are lifted? Well, first off, I think that uh, restaurants are gonna be cleaner across the board. I'm sure there's going to be more regulations regarding that. And I think that's a really good thing. Uh, and I think that, uh, uh, I think people overall are just going to be, uh, you know, a lot more careful. Um, uh, as far as the restaurant changes beyond that, I, I really can't say. I, I, I try never to look too far forward. Um, you know, we're going to deal with what's happening in the present. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, hopefully these, this kind of thing isn't going to be with us for, for a really, really long time. But uh, I think that's the best pipe byproduct, Mike. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this. You have uh, Bud and Alley's, which everyone knows, you know, the world famous view. You created uh, Taco Bar. You created, which, by the way, for anyone who hasn't been to Seaside in, you know, a year or so, um, you know, now Taco Bar occupies this really great, oh, yeah. you know, directly on scenic highway 30A spot now where you can sit out on a bar stool and have some, uh, a nice margarita or some chips, um, and watch the world go by. Um, you also have pizza bar, uh, as you say, uh, really kind of the first truly, uh, Italian wood burned and Neapolitan, uh, style, uh, pizza. And then Black Bear Bread Company, a bakery um, that has just really grabbed, I think, the heart of um, the community and of uh, visitors. And now you are opening another Black Bear location in Sandestin at Grand Boulevard. Um, that's a pretty uh, interesting portfolio and a pretty broad spread of culinary uh, types. Uh, do you have plans for additional things or are you kind of like, hey, we're going to sit tight for a while? Well, my wife would like me to sit tight. Uh, <laughs> um, well, the first to talk about Taco Bar. Uh, when we tore down the Taco Bar, I wanted to do some sort of temporary location. So we moved into that building as a temporary and people loved it so much. I was like, oh boy. You know, the whole idea was to put Taco Pizza and Buds into one building originally. And I just called Robert up. I said, look, 
I said, I'm just going to keep paying your rent because I love where Taco Bar Pizza Bar is. And, I, and I'll just keep it there as long as you'll have me. And uh, and we just signed a, a, a pretty long term lease at the new Taco Bar location because I love that roadside thing going. I mean, it's great. And we're about to add a bar to the other end of that building. So there's going to be a bar on the east side, the north side and the south side with the bartenders inside. So so we're expanding Taco Bar, you know, bigger um, as far as long term plans. Uh, we are talking about a another sort of something having to do with Black Bear at an undisclosed undisclosed location, uh, you know, uh, sometime in the future. But uh, I think that's going to be it. We're going to pull back the reins at that point um, uh, because flat out, I mean, we, we don't have any plans on, you know, I don't want to get on airplanes and fly places. And, you know, I don't, to me, that's. That will cramp my surfing, my parenting, uh, poker, fishing. Uh, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be uh, starting to retire. People ask me like, Dave, when are you going to retire? It's like, no, I'm never going to retire. I'll be 59 tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. That's not true. <laughs> In July. Uh, and uh, and you know, I've always focused on keeping balance, even though we're busy. You have to keep balance in your lives and uh, and try not to get too too mired in in the crazy stuff and uh, and I think that's something we've learned during this uh, this pandemic uh, as I talked about finding silver linings uh, you know expanding your horizons but having balance in your life is key and I I tell that to my employees all the time I mean my managers aren't allowed to work more than a five day work week they have to take two days of time for their families but uh, but yeah. Uh, says the guy that's going to open another restaurant, right? <laughs> so uh, I will tell you this, you know, uh, our we have, an, as you know, an incredible beach community, an incredibly unique um, and really differentiated from so many others. I will say the one thing that we have a shortage of, in my opinion, are true waterfront, beachfront restaurants. I mean, you go to a lot of communities and they do have those beach bars where you can walk right out on the sand and that because of the way development happened here and I'm appreciative of the way it happened, but um, you know, the waterfront is at such a premium that it's very difficult for a restaurant owner to come in and buy a great spot and actually have it make economic sense. You kind of had to be an early mover in that. Yeah, there were a lot of things in that, you know, that our building could only be 22 feet high because the original uh, development of regional impact and seaside. So really, uh, a restaurant is highest and best use there. So I just kind of fell into that as a wonderful, wonderful, you know, thing. I mean, because yes, I mean, it could have been sold off a long time ago for, you know, two or four story building. Uh, and I'm grateful that that was something that was put in place. And Robert Davis had the foresight to not want to change the view for the folks who have buildings behind there. And that was the whole idea of keeping the, the buildings on the beach lower rise so that it didn't mess with the views, which again, great designing, great planning. Uh, but we're also gifted to have the fish out of water restaurant uh, yes. uh, in Water Sound or Water Park. Yep. And, uh, and I guess the view, the uh, Santa Rosa Beach Club down there, they have a place on the beach. And, and you know, uh, it, it, it is wonderful that we have three places. Oh, and Pescado, what a view. Pescado, great addition, yeah. I love eating there. I just yeah. love it. 
you know, yeah. uh, and, and I'll uh, Chiringo, Chiringo has, and Chunk Gully, they both have great beach vibes, you know, very yeah. similar, uh, you know, even if Chiringo is not on the water per se, it does feel like a beach bar, but I will say, um, taco bar to me, the new location that is, that really feels like an authentic beach location to me. You know what I mean? I know it's not like, you know, directly sitting on the water, but to me, that's what the beach is all about. You know, just pulling up a multicolored stool and sitting there and saying, Hey, you know, I'll take a shot of this or I'll take a margarita. To me, that is, uh, I love the way you guys have opened it up to the street. I think it's a great people watching spot and I think it's just a great place to sit and relax. So I, I really can't wait to see, um, the transitions that you're making at Bud and Alley's too. So for someone who's been a loyal Bud and Alley's devotee for the last uh, X number of decades, um, what do you think is going to be their favorite new thing about the new place that you got, the new space that you guys have created? Well, as far as Bud and Alley's goes, that roof deck is, you know, it was always great, but it was always kind of tight, you know, uh, which is not a bad thing. Uh, well, it is now, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, uh, now it's going to be expansive. It's going to be, as I said before, the views are amazing. Uh, so, so yeah. Hey, you know, I thought we were going to answer some questions. Let's get let's answer some questions from some of your folks. Well, um, you've you've done a pretty good job of that for sure. But uh, we definitely had some uh, questions about when Black Bear Bread Company was opening, and uh, oh, I think good. we okay. kind of addressed that. Um, and, uh, I, I do want to encourage anyone who has a question, please post it. And Dave is not only going to answer them, you know, here on the air, you got a lot of friends, uh, chiming in. You see Mindy there, hey, Mindy. Um, you see a lot of people kind of sharing memories. So if you guys do have questions, please, uh, don't hesitate to post them and, and we'll, uh, get Dave uh, to answer them directly on the source, on the spot. And one more thing, uh, the place, the, the best place that is coming back that doesn't have a view on the Gulf and doesn't need one. The best views on the inside of the red bar and the red bar is for those of you that don't know, it looks just like it used to. There's still a construction fence around it, but I talked to Ollie the other day and, uh, and it's coming and it's coming soon. And, uh, you know, I always say, thank God for the red bar. And I cannot wait to go in there and, and order my margarita and uh, and sit by the bathroom door. That's the best spot. <laughs> <laughs> New and improved bathrooms. Oh, two. The time frame for Bud and Alley's roof deck bar uh, when it's done. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. We we opened the old roof deck with the new roof for about a week, uh, and then and then we had to shut it down. Uh, so uh, and the bathrooms weren't finished, and there's still some countertops to be done. Uh, but as soon as we are able to open up, the roof deck will open up. Uh, uh, when we're able to do the socially distancing dining, the roof deck will open. Uh, the new part of the roof deck may not be open by that time, but then again, it might. We, we'll have to see how long it's going to be. Uh, and then, oh, talk about silver linings. Because the old roof deck with the new roof, uh, that's the best way I can describe it, uh, was not open in time for spring break on March 1st, I had to come up with something. So I got my guys to uh, build a bar. Well, first, actually, uh, Grove Fisher from Fisher's Flowers, uh, I think she helped us with this bar. She had a bar that used to, they used to bring in 
uh, uh, for special events. And it had five modules, made a circle, and uh, and a bar in the gazebo is what I'm talking about. So, so that was sort of a silver lining. It was like, wow, I never thought about really putting a bar in the gazebo. I had it plumbed for the possibility someday, but it wasn't something I really thought that people would want to sit at because the roof deck is so popular. So we went ahead and had this bar built uh, after we used hers for a little while. And now, gosh, until spring break was shut down, the gazebo is like the new favorite place at Budden Alley's. I mean, people loved it. You know, you got this round bar under the gazebo. You got the boardwalk. You got all these people coming and going and people watching and going to the beach. And wow, um, it, it really, really worked out great. Uh, and, uh, and so the cool thing about that is we made these five modules that fit together um, with, uh, with pneumatic tires on them and everything's quick disconnect. So if you have a wedding at Budden Alley's or if you want to use the space for dining at a special event, um, we just roll it out and roll it into a truck. Um, I get credit for that idea. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and so it's, it's worked out really, really well. And, uh, and, and of course you think about songwriters festival and, and sure. all that. I mean, it's it, that bar there is just going to be great. Well, Ray Ray is asking if you guys will be taking reservations or will it still be first come first serve? And along those lines, will there be any uh, changes to the menu or anything else operationally? Or is it pretty much uh, mostly the facility that's changed? Well, uh, we're always uh, doing seasonal menus, Ray. Uh, but uh, we've always taken reservations at Bud and Alley's. Uh, not always. I mean, the first five or six years. We didn't take them, and then, uh, but you can make reservations at Bud and Alley's. Uh, the roof deck, uh, I think you're maybe asking about the roof deck. I think that that will be first come, first serve, and I think that that will still continue as far as roof deck goes because you know we're going to have so much more seating uh, to accommodate folks. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like the fact that the the roof deck's a little freewheeling, but uh, always open to input on that. So let me ask you a question. One of my favorite additions too is the fact that uh, you guys actually moved a small bar out on the physical sand. Um, you know, so uh, now uh, beach goers uh, don't that they have the ability to walk up. And what's do you have a brand or a name for that, or is it just an extension of the Budden Alleys? We decided not to even bother with the bar, the beach bar anymore. Uh, with the gazebo bar, people just come up the steps and get a drink. Right. Um, it didn't seem to make sense, and. Uh, the, the rules didn't allow us to leave the bar down there. We had to take it up and down the stairs every night. And that was kind of dangerous and hard on my staff. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I think it's going to be more than just fine with the gazebo there. Uh, so so uh, Kim is asking if the beach behind there is private. The beach? Like what behind Seaside? I'm guessing behind uh, Bud and Alley's. The is beach behind Bud and Alley's has always been public access, mm -hmm. and I'm not. I don't know what the future holds. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so guys, uh, we're going to wrap up here in just a moment. If you have any final questions for Dave uh, with Bud and Alley's, um, Dave has been a not just a, a successful entrepreneur and business owner here along Florida's Gulf Coast, um, but also is a a community leader 
um, also uh, an activist, a surfer, um, uh, all sorts of things, and uh, obviously a supporter of all of our charitable organizations here, uh, including when disaster strikes like it just did 48 hours ago. Um, we have a lot of people who've been affected, so it, uh, I was uh, really applaud the way all of our community has come together, as we always do, um, whether it's after uh, Hurricane Michael or whether it's after a BP oil spill. Um, this community always rallies and comes back stronger than ever. And we have no doubt, despite the COVID-19 pandemic, we have no doubt that um, 30A and the South Walton community um, is going to come back stronger than ever. And it's because of community leaders like Dave and all of his team members and Phil McDonald, um, because uh, that that's really is what makes the area special. And I will say to echo a point you made earlier, um, this really is a foodie destination. I mean, unlike oh, yeah. you go to a lot of beach towns and the standard, and I'm not knocking anyone who offers this, but the standard is fried shrimp, French fries, hush puppies, and some coleslaw. And that's pretty much what you get um, when you go to the beach. But, and that's, and really that's what this area was when I first started coming here. Right. Um, you know, uh, I wasn't in the financial economic bracket to be dining at some of the uh, places. So we were, this was a kind of a place where you would stop into Funiac at Kroger and you would buy a bunch of groceries because that was the last grocery store you could stop uh, at on the way into town. And then you would just pretty much eat out of the fridge all week, uh, Saturday to Saturday. And you might do one night out, right? But now really this is a you could come here, even if the beach wasn't here, you could come here strictly for the food. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, that's pretty much all of us have been eating all this wonderful food uh, to go. And we've been cooking more. That's a great byproduct, but uh, also producing more garbage. Oh my gosh. I got to take the garbage out twice a day. It's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, been, it's, it is truly incredible, the amount of food, great, great food, great restaurant tours, great places that have endured uh, and and great out of the way places like uh, like uh, Chanticleer, you know, I mean, it's like there are straight on 30A locations that can't seem to, you know, make it. There's some bad locations in, in every part of the world. But, you know, you, you think about Chanticleer, there's so off the beaten path there and they have such great food. I love them. Oh, here's yeah, the question. Uh, uh, can't wait. This is terribly. Oh, I see. Uh, Bud breakfast with a view. Yes, I for, thank you very much, Terry, for bringing that up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with breakfast as soon as we go full bore. Um, so Shelly says something. Those those tables outside of front of Taco Bar get hot. So she's uh, suggesting to uh, to cover them. So maybe we'll pass that along to the team. We, we are we're going to have an awning that's going to go around the east side. And uh, and um, and I didn't want to cut down that magnolia tree. So we're going to have sort of a triangular uh, canvas thing above that so that we have enhanced shade. Um, thank you, Mindy. Thanks for the gazebo bar. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, uh, we have had the pleasure of spending uh, the last little while with our friend uh, and fellow entrepreneur, um, Dave Roshkob, uh, truly a pioneer in the dining scene here along the coast. Um, also an avid surfer, an avid uh, advocate of uh, numerous issues that confront uh, our coast and our community over time, and a um, uh, an, uh, just a, a great 
a great all-around guy and an inspiring person to follow. So I want to encourage you to visit budnallys.com. Um, find them, uh, find them online on all of the social media channels. Uh, they've got a great Instagram account. Nobody can beat the view. And I think there's not a soul out there that has been to Bud Nally's that cannot wait to hear that bell ring uh, consistently, reliably, once again, uh, every I'll Sunday. Get I'll, get, I'll get emotional the first time I ring that bell again, for sure. Yeah, all can't right. wait. Can't wait. All right. Well, Dave, we want to thank you uh, for all that thank you do. And, um, and we can't wait for the new Bud and Alleys to open. Um, we're going to be sharing all sorts of uh, 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 insider stories and everything coming up. So we want to uh, kind of give everybody a preview. If you'd let us meet you out there and maybe do a behind the scenes thing for our 30A fans. Sounds great. Anytime, anytime. And uh, everybody stay safe and healthy. Take care. All right. Great. So guys, thank you for joining us here on the Beach Happy Broadcast. That was Dave Raj Cobb, owner of the world famous Bud Nally's, owner of Bud Nally's Taco Bar, Bud Nally's Pizza Bar, and the unbelievably wildly popular partnership with Phil McDonald on Black Bear Bread Company, which is not only open in Grayton Beach, um, but is preparing to open its second location in Grand Boulevard at Sandestin. So we want to thank all of you for tuning in. If you know someone who loves the beach, if you know someone who loves Bud and Alley's like we all do, please share this post with them. I think they'll find it interesting. And also, if you are interested in becoming a 30A insider, you can go to 30Ainsiders.com. And for less than a cup of coffee, you can be getting far more updates, behind the scenes stuff. For example, Holly is out this morning uh, doing a video shoot uh, out on some boats on the Intracoastal Canal, and she's been updating our supporters. Uh, so uh, that's the kind of stuff that we don't put on the main page, but we do share with our subscribers. So if you're interested, visit 38insiders.com and click the supporters button and you can be getting all sorts of information that is not available to the general public, including we're going to be doing some behind the scenes stuff to give you an inside look at the new Bud and Alley. So uh, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay happy. And we'll see you at the beach soon. Thank you guys. Find the 30A show on your favorite streaming apps or inside our 30A apps for iPhone and Android. Thanks for listening to the 30A show brought to you locally by Shunk Gully Oyster Bar. Until next time, beach happy.